Welcome to Go All In Exclusive. I'm your host, Rob Bruss, and today on the show we have Kirsty Ann Ferguson from Pinstripe Solutions. Kirsty has a background in aviation recruitment, helping airline pilots to land their next job. But as you would know, COVID has pretty much stopped everything to do with the aviation industry. And as a result of that, like many other businesses, Kirsty has had to pivot. And on today's show, we're going to talk about her journey, what she learnt in the process of pivoting and what you can do when you're faced with the same type of adversity in your life. Let's get started. G'day everyone and welcome to Go All In Exclusive. If this is your first time here, welcome. It's great to have you here. I know you're going to absolutely love these exclusive episodes. My guests and I go deep on these shows. We go deep into mastering the art and the science of going all in. And these podcasts have been created and they're for you. And the idea is to shortcut the path to the success that you're seeking. Make sure if you've got a question or some feedback for the show that you reach out to us via the Ask Me Anything page. And you can just take a little peek at your phone right now and the link to the AMA is right there in the show notes so you won't have to go digging around for it. For regular listeners of the Goal In Exclusive, if you're back for more, welcome back. It's great to have you here. And as I like to say, I love our repeat offenders at the Goal In Exclusive. Thanks for your loyalty and thanks so much for spending your precious and valuable time with me here on the podcast today. Remember, my guests and I are here to serve you, the listener. We want to hear from you. We want to know your thoughts and your opinions about the topics that we're discussing. So make sure you connect with us via the AMA page. Also, before we kick off today, don't forget to grab your free copy of my best-selling masterclass called Master Your Mind and Go All In. It's worth $149 and I'm giving it to you for free. It's my best work and inside you'll find over 15 years of entrepreneurial experience coupled with my 10 years of military experience all condensed into nine modules, nine video-based modules that is, with over four hours of content. And you can grab your copy at goallin.com.au au forward slash referral and you can find that link also in the show notes Alrighty, let's get into today's show kirsty ann ferguson welcome to gobble in how are you Right. It's great to be here. Thanks, Rob. It's great to have you back. You're a returning guest and I love to have returning guests on. I'm such a big fan of your work and everything that you do. So it's great to have you here again. Yeah, I've loved working with you before on on a couple of different podcasts because I always get so much value from them myself when I listen to your your uh, recordings. So I'm, I'm excited to be here in this new version. Tell me, before we kick off and do anything, I want to give that promo to your book called the, I, lo- I love this thing, I love this title. Every time I, this book sits like right next to my reading chair right there. It's called The Albino Chameleon. Uh, if you haven't got this, ladies and gentlemen, you need to get yourself a copy of that. It's such a clever title. Every time I see that title, I'm like, man, she's like really good with words there. How, how's that all going for you? Has it, has it made you like $5 million in book sales yet? Well, I don't think you write a book to make a lot of money. You write it because you're compelled to do so. Yes, the money would be great. But look, it's chuffing along in the background. So it's doing some good things on its own. And, you know, during this whole pandemic, so many people have benefited from just the really practical tips 
and inspiration that they found in the book. So I'm really glad that that um, that there has been that benefit for for people who are in a really tough situation in the last year, including myself, I might add. Yeah, absolutely. And there's no doubt about it. That book would have helped a lot of people. Ladies and gentlemen, That the listeners of the audience, the book again is called The Albino Chameleon. And just take a little peek at the show notes for this episode and you'll find the link right there. Make sure you go and grab yourself a copy of that because it's well worth sitting down and spending a couple of hours reading that. Well, tell me what's going on with Pinstripe Solutions and aviation. Let's get the inside gouge for aviation first because it's all all badly come undone in australia virgin international gone away tiger gone away oh my gosh what what happened to pinstripe and aviation recruitment that must have been a, a tough a tough thing to swallow after all of those years doing it it has been super tough it's been because it was my baby yeah it was my baby and i've been doing it for 20 years and i'm really invested in the aviation industry because they're terrific people yeah but um the first thing that I found when uh, when COVID hit in, or the pandemic hit in March 2020 was that how many people were calling me to ask how I was. And I'm the one who's always been supporting other people. So I'm like, wow, what a great bunch of people I've been privileged to work with. Nice. But, but basically in March, my business went from you know thriving to 99% closed. And that mm. means all my staff had to go. Uh, my contractors had no work. Um, it's a big network of people who really, really suffered. So we were pretty much shut down. Um, unfortunately for me, my husband's in publishing and his business also got shut down at the same time. Oh. So we were, uh, I was a little bit anxious. I'm not afraid to say that I had some, some anxiety there going, oh, what are we going to do? Had you, you know, had that? Did you have that anxiety in your life before? Have you felt that before? Um, not to this degree. No, not, mm. I've always been, a, been an optimist. Things will always work out. If you work hard, if you treat people well, <laughs> yeah. things will work out, optimist. But when it hits you on both fronts and we just bought a house, so we had to put the mortgage on hold, <laughs> um, that, sort of, that sort of hits you hard. You know, when you're not 25 yeah. and you're not thinking, okay, I've got 30 years of career in, in front of me, mm. um, I think that's, that's a big hit. Yeah, it's difficult for sure. I was looking at my numbers before, um, well, yesterday, actually, yesterday afternoon, and my revenue was down 91%. And I was like, the same thing, like around around March last year, my business just kind of fell off a cliff. And I think more about uncertainty than an industry collapsing. Like I didn't, podcasting doesn't collapse. If anything, you think it would get busier. But people just weren't spending any money because marketing and podcasting and doing stuff that I do was really a discretionary spend and and prior to that it was like we need to get into this we need to be part of this we need to get in there and do it and it all stopped and yeah, to be well, honest I, I didn't have the anxiety sorry i didn't have the anxiety sorry. that you did because i knew that my business would come back um the photography business completely died on the vine as well because all the events stopped and i was Absolutely. scratching my head wondering like what the hell's gonna gonna happen and i'm like well do i pivot do i go back and get a job what do i do and, and you know what in the end i was like I'm just going to sit here for a couple of months and have a little rest. <laughs> so you handle you handle change better than I do. Clearly, <laughs> I called it a little a little um, grieving period. Yeah, where I where I put that baby to bed. Yeah, but now I have to have to go with a, a new version of that baby. So I, I called it a grieving period because for me that's that's what it felt like. But um, the same with aviation, it's going to come back. It will. Yeah, it's going to come back. We just don't know when, and it's that uncertainty, isn't it? So you've got to have different tools and techniques for getting for getting through that. Um, so I, I didn't want to do a whole reinvention like you. I liked my business model; it worked. Mm. It did what I needed it to. My customers liked it. I didn't want to reinvent. 
you know, that word sort of was like a dirty word to me. Yeah. But I did want to use that. So I had to, I had to think about it a little differently. And funny you should have mentioned the book before because I found myself rereading my own book and I was going, oh, I wrote that. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> and it was like a reminder. Yeah to use what I had, but use it slightly differently. Mm. So it just it just jolted me back into that process of, okay, fresh mindset, what can I do with what I currently have or what the world currently has on offer? Um, and what I came up with was going into using, using that information in a more future-proof industry. We thought aviation was future-proof, no, it's not. <laughs> so, uh, and that was that was education, but at the same time, not abandoning my network and my clients because that's not something I went into business to do. That's not something that's not about who I am. Mm. Um, so I had to do both, which, you know, just double the workload. I can do that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's such a good lesson. Like re reinvention is a bit of a dirty word to me as well. It's like, what am I going to reinvent myself to? I like myself. I don't want to reinvent anything. I like this business. I like talking on a microphone and chatting with people all the time and <laughs> pressing the record button when the damn thing works. Um, <laughs> I agree. I agree. Yeah. I liked who I was. I liked my business plan. So it's, again, just changing that mindset. Uh, it's funny because um, I felt I didn't have the energy to, to start all over again anyway. Mm. Uh, I discovered that I did, by the way. Um, but what, what, when I talked to my most senior coach, her name is, is Tanya Pearl, and she's been with me for 10 years. And she's also an executive advertising producer. So she has a lot of skills that I don't have. Mm. So when I talked to her, she went, we can do that. She goes, I can do that with you. And, and immediately I felt supported and I went, wow, it's not just me. I can do that. I can do that with her help. Yeah. So getting that network working for you or using those people that you trust super important yeah super unbelievably important, important right? yeah you know in the last um in the last three weeks um i i reconnected with a mate of mine that i see all the time at the gym we were in some networking groups together a couple of years ago and um he what are you up to man you know and just chit chat in the gym you know at the end of a workout and standing around for 45 minutes and just talking and he said he said to me he wants to do more public speaking wants to do more being out there and i'm like what are you, how are you gonna do that covid's killed all of that blah blah and anyway, I went away and I, I came back to him and I said, I got an idea, man. I, I got an idea that how we can get, both of us can get what it is that we want. And I, I thought about, I thought about it for about two hours and I thought he's the right person to do it with. He's got the right skill set. He's got the right attitude. He's going to be able to help me. I don't have to do everything by myself. I can rely on him. I can trust him. All right, let's just go for it and see what happens. And today we went live with our brand new, uh, brand new podcast called The Electrician's Co-op. And we just went and had some breakfast together and we're sitting around and I thought to myself, look at that. And if you do business with the right people, this thing is so easy. It's so seamless and you'll make so much damn money, irrespective of an economy, a pandemic or whatever. You just got to do it in the right way, huh? You do. And trust, you just put your finger on it, Rob. Trust. Yep. If you don't get into bed with people you trust, um, metaf metaphorically speaking, um, <laughs> yeah. then you're screwed as far as I'm concerned. So, so Tanya is here at the moment with her daughter because so we were working and entertaining the kids who are still at school who are off school basically. Yeah. So, and this morning we were spitballing uh, what we were going to talk about today and uh, her part in that. And it just came so easily. Then she went, took the dogs mm. and went off on a dog jog. <laughs> um, and so I got myself ready to be here, you know, I thought just in case, make myself feel good. But being with those right people that inspire you is, is crucially important. Now, I don't care what industry that you're in, 
whether you're an employee, whether you're, you're a business owner, if you surround yourself with the right people, you are going to be able to get through the dramas that the world throws at you much more easily and, you know, keep your sanity at the same time. So, um, in, so we had that discussion about moving into the education sector in April, May. Mm-hmm. So it came to September, we had uh, a new website up that was around online courses. We had the name, which was High School to Hireable. And in October, we launched to thousands of school students and teachers across the country in one hit. Mm-hmm. So in a matter of a couple of months, we created a whole new product, learned a whole new um, training process that was a video-based process, recorded that. We got the, we got the, um, the recording team in and uh, sat down for a whole day and smashed that out. And we were live in October. Yeah. Now, I never expected we could do it that quickly, but Tanya is an executive advertising producer. Yeah. So, so- she was like, Kirsty, do this, have this ready. You're on next. Cut. Let's do it again. And I'm like, I yeah. love this. Yeah. The and energy. I, I couldn't do it again. Yeah. yeah. The energy. So the right people absolutely smash it. So, and off the back of that, we are now, Minister Lee has a new high school student uh, pathways program for, to help them get into careers, obviously because of what's happening. So we're in two of those schools already and 20 other schools. Nice. So, it's just, it's just been huge. It's been huge, but it's also been very satisfying because we can we can impact people, young people from much earlier age around their confidence, yeah. around the culture that we want employers to have. Um, we can impact both of those, and that's really exciting. It's really meaningful. Yeah, definitely. I just want to I just want to back up that whole thing for a second, share my kind of thoughts with you and, and get yours as well. Cause I know this is a big thing for you is you said screw reinvention. I don't want to do that. I want to um, leverage the network that I've got and work with the people that I've already got. And really another way to say that is you want to leverage the relationships that you already have and the ones that you've been fostering for the last 20 years of your career. And I think of myself and I think about how Jamie and I came together in the gym just for a conversation that went to a coffee, it went to another coffee, it went to like a a meeting and then it kind of the thing evolves into what it is today just a couple of weeks later, literally. And it's the same sort of process that you went through as well. Your your product and your service is much more detailed than mine. That's why it's gone. It's taking you a little bit longer. But really the concept is no different. Jamie would never have approached me and I never would have approached him unless I had a solid relationship that I'd maintained with him over the years. And over the years, we'd worked closely together in that networking group together. So I got to know the guy. I helped the guy out. He helped me out. We worked together a little bit. We did a bit of stuff and then we sort of parted ways and we would see each other around the show. Hey man, what are are you up to? You know, maintaining the relationship and doing that is so unbelievably critical because you just never know where somebody is in their life and you never know where you can add value to them and they can add value to you and that can be incredibly empowering and fun to do because look where you guys are now and and look where Jamie and I are like that is such a fast-paced thing that can happen and you can literally pivot on a 50 cent piece you're going down one path and then you meet somebody else and you've got the right relationship the right trust and the right values the right everything and you're going down another path that warp factor nine hitting the hitting the targets and the success that you've been looking for. Yeah, absolutely. So um, relationships are at the core of everything. Everything that I've done in business and everything in life, pretty much. If you don't, if you don't manage those relationships, if you don't communicate, you're going to miss opportunities. Mm. If you just stay in your bubble and don't 
um, take an opportunity that's offered to you and see where it's going to go, then you're going to miss something. But I think that the big thing that stops a lot of people is that they want to have the future guaranteed and the future planned out. Mm. And what you and I have just been talking about is the fact that none of that is guaranteed. But if you connect, if you use that relationship, if you if you um, throw ideas around, you don't know where that could lead. But if you don't start doing that, nothing is going to happen. Yeah, Nothing's going to happen. You're going to be exactly the same place as you are um, now next year. Uh, rather than your entire life can be turned around positively in six months. So what I found, especially with very process-driven people, is that they want guarantees. I need to do this entire course and I need to change my entire life. No, you don't. You (laughs) need to have one conversation (laughs) with a person that you trust and that you need to act towards one thing that you both agree has legs. Yeah. Yeah. You just need to start. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's the start that stops most people. I say that all the time. That's one of the, one of the things that I like to say all the time as well. And the other thing that I I like is start, start where you are right now with what you've got. Don't what you don't have to go back and learn something. You don't have to do a formal course or get some education or something like that. You can bridge the gap with other people's knowledges, knowledge along the way. And what I wanted to ask you here, Kirsty, was, going down a path that you've never been on before with somebody who knows how to drive makes life a whole lot easier but there's always a learning curve when you're on a new journey what was it like for you were you were you learning and like oh my god i don't want to learn anything else i just want to get this thing done or were you hungry for more i'm like really enjoying this uh, show me more show me more what, what was it like for you because it can be it can it's the dichotomy of learning right you can hate the process or you can love the process yeah, and I thought um, I thought I was pretty much. I, I, I look. I always like to learn new things, mm. but I but I didn't want to learn whole new stuff. I wanted mm. to to reap the benefits of what I'd done so far. But once I started, I was like, "Wow, I'm loving this." I you look. I I grew up in New Zealand. You might might hear the little Kiwi twang there. So I grew up in New Zealand. So I didn't understand the school system in Australia. And I thought I'm going to be talking to teachers. Uh, and headmasters and university lecturers mm. um, around your education system. And I ha- don't understand a rat's patootie about your education system. So I've gone, <laughs> oh, scary. You did. Yeah. Mm. Oh, it's scary, but I could just immerse myself in it. I'm going, okay, I've got to learn all that. I've got to learn to speak the language. I'm a communications coach. I should be able to do that. Yeah. But the other thing is I started um, just pick, I'd had no staff anymore. So I started picking up all these new software concepts like um, this course software that's really intricate now tanya's the guru there but i still know how to use it and develop it um i I learned canva i learned how to create websites on my own because we didn't have the money to throw around immediately Mm. so i'm like diving into all this stuff and go wow i really love this and i felt reinvigorated Mm. by it you can do it you can do it you think you don't like it but maybe you just haven't really tried or haven't had to try and you've rested on your laurels a little bit. Yeah. And the minute I got off my laurels and jumped in, I'm like, wow, you can't get me off Canva. I'm like creating this, <laughs> I'm doing videos, I'm doing, you know, memes, like I'm, I'm all over it. And same with websites. My website's changing a little bit too often because I now know how to do it myself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so it reinvigorated me once I got over the fact that, oh, I have to start this again. Um, it was it was absolutely worth it, and that's one of the biggest things I've enjoyed coming yeah. into this 
this change process. Yeah, it's good stuff. I've been I've been listening to an audio book uh, in the last couple of days called Indistractable. Uh, it's a it's a clever title. It's about distraction, and um, it's exactly what what you think it is. And it's not so much about hey, you've got too much screen time or whatever it is. And and they talk about the difference between being distracted and getting traction. And it's what you said. So the way that you get focus and the way that you stop being distracted from things is you have total immersion in what it is that you're doing. So if you have to go out and mow the lawn and you're dreading mowing the lawn every Sunday morning because it's such a big lawn and it's a pain in the backside, if if you work out the best way to do it, try to beat your best time, try to work out um, which way the grass is growing or what happens when it's wet and you know everything there is to know about mowing your lawn, you won't be distracted by the task. You will go and do the task and you'll gain traction with it quickly because you'll be doing it to the very best of your ability when you're doing it. And part of it, part of it in psychology is related to doing the very best job you can to the highest level that you can at the time that you're doing it. And Mm -hmm. A lot of people put a lot of different things off because they're distracted. Oh, just one more episode of Netflix or just one more bit of YouTube <laughs> or just one more Spotify thing, you know, and and I'm stopping. I've been in my car at the gym looking at my phone, reading text messages for 15 minutes and answering emails and stuff going, and they, what are you doing, man? You're actually just distracted. But as soon as I get into the gym and forget about all that stuff, leave my phone in the car and focus on what it is that I'm doing, I've got 40, 45 minutes of complete and total immersion in the activity that I'm doing. And what you're describing there is immersing yourself in a new skill set, learning that new skill set and eliminating all distraction in the process. And it's just such an unbelievably solid lesson there to learn. It is. Look, accountability is one big thing that helps you to do that. So I'm, I'm very much a 100% person. Once I dive into something, it's hard to get me out of it. Just ask, ask my husband. <laughs> yeah. um, so, uh, but if you've got accountability in anything you decide to do, then it helps you to switch off and immerse yourself in that thing. So at the moment, we're going through four other women and myself, age range from um, mid-30s to mid-50s. Um, we're doing a 21-day challenge where we're accountable to each other for immersing ourselves in getting the uh, get, getting past the pandemic uh, eating habits that we had. <laughs> I'm going to break them all. <laughs> exactly. So if, if I'm going, oh, I don't want to play tennis or I don't want to play squash or I don't want to go for a dog jog, um, you have two people turning up at your front door going, ready? Oh, and so damn. automatically you switch into that and you go, <laughs> yeah. okay, I'm in the dog joke. I'm off. Let's go. Yeah. Um, so accountability helps you. And, and I think when, you, when you're an entrepreneur, you're used to being accountable to yourself. But when you're going through such an immense um, upheaval of the time, uh, you can be less accountable because you've got more excuses floating around in the stratosphere. Uh, it's happening to everybody. There's nothing I can do about it. The big picture is too difficult at the moment. But once you have that accountability as well, it's easier to immerse yourself. In, in whatever it is that you decide to do next. Yeah. So that's where that trusted, those trusted people come in, whether it's socially or professionally um, or relationship-wise. Uh, having that trusted network is, is just critical. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely critical to progression and to pivoting as well. Well, there were certainly some lessons learned in you pivoting into the, the new side and the education side of it. 
And I wanted to share a little bit of that with the audience as well. You touched on a couple of those points already, but I think it's really important because when you're faced with adversity in your life, you've really, you're really faced with a couple of choices. You can go all in and commit and just go for it. You know, I mean, that's the whole point of this show is to share with people how you can do that and what happens when you're facing that adversity. And you can't really put your big toe in the water, but there's a bunch of things that surround all of that as well. And normally you, you know, you can be methodical about what it is that you do. You can set yourself up for success, making sure you're not gonna die on the vine because you don't have any cash flow. Financially, things can be really hard. And you you mentioned that your husband and yourself, you kind of your business is gone, your husband's business is gone, you have to pivot. Your savings are only going to last you so long. You need to generate that cash flow. What was the lesson that you learned as a result of, of that being in that financial position? Well, it's something that I've actually been teaching other people to do for a long time, and that is create multiple in- income streams. And I had some, but I didn't have enough. Mm. And that was a big lesson that I have. I had. And I certainly couldn't just rely on, on my partner's um, income stream. So uh, one of the big things we talked about um, during all the webinars I was doing around uh, managing your future as far as your career and income was concerned was multiple income streams. Now, I don't care if you're an employee or an entrepreneur um, or, or a part of a huge organization management team, you can still have multiple income streams. And that means you can get a micro-credential that can help you um, uh, progress in, a, in your area or outside your area. You can uh, look at side hustles. Side hustles are so easy to do now. They are. Create your own website. Remember, I just <laughs> did that. Uh, create a new website. Create an online shop. Um, look at eBay for, for marketing, et cetera, for, for like a little ad hoc um, uh, guest that you might want to offer. Mm. There's so many different ways that you can do it. Um, you can basically, one of the bigger things that I always did was have passive income. And passive income in any business is super, super important because you can't rely on your time. Mm. But I came up with against a lot of people who were saying to me, a lot of small to medium business owners that were saying to me, yeah, but but um, my business doesn't have products. It has services. Well, you can still create products from a service. Yeah. Um, you just have to think more laterally about it. If you don't have downloadable products, if you don't have stuff that is you know, selling overnight without you, then you've got a very limited business model. So passive income is extremely important. And, and as I said, you can have that as an employee or as an employer. Mm. Um, and so what I've done is basically gone to the video course method of passive income. So once we sell the course, the course works for itself. Everybody logs in themselves. Um, so we've gone away from small groups and, and one-on-one coaching. We still do all of that, but we've created this other arm that means that our time is uh, less involved in that part of the business. So for me, it's going, all right, use what I got. Don't abandon everybody else. Mm. Um, Keep that stuff going. When aviation rebounds, it's still going to be there. But provide new methods of working and new products that people can utilize. There was a really... Now, we all know what's going on in America, don't we? Oh, yeah. We all know what's going <laughs> on in America. Do you remember the uh, Rudy Giuliani um, press conference mm. where he, it, was, it was the Four Seasons landscaping business and he thought he was going to be doing a press conference <laughs> in front of Four Seasons Hotel? Yeah. Instead, turned up, it's a landscaping business. So what they've done is they've gone, here's an opportunity here. We're having people popping up all the time. They've, they've got a big banner or a big um, garage door painted that people can have selfies in front of, so self-promotion there. <laughs> they've got T-shirts. They've got caps. Uh, they've got some amazing stuff happening 
to you, you bring more products into their business based on this one little quirky thing that happened. Yeah. Now, before that, they didn't think of it. Yeah. Now they're going, well, look at the opportunity. So you've got to look at these um, changes in our lives as as opportunities. There's always something you can do. It might not be what you thought it might be, might not be what you wanted, but there are still opportunities. So I, I love that story because apparently they've done thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars of sales of these products they <laughs> yeah. didn't have two weeks before. Uh, so that so that's an amazing outcome for one, one silly little mistake. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things that I would add to that is um, you've you got to, it's the Warren Buffett adage, right? You've got to figure out a way to make money while you sleep because if you don't, you'll work till you die, literally. Absolutely, and, yeah. You know, I would I would add to what you've got there. Um, try and create something that has the element of recurring income, because even if you're selling something online, that eat what you kill model um, is hard, because you have to constantly drive traffic, you have to constantly do things, and your cost of acquisition is always there. But if you have something with that recurring model that's associated with it, then your cost of acquisition is one time, but next month you get paid again. Next month, and next month, and next month. And if you can reduce your churn rate to, you know, single digit figures, then you've got your growth rate at double digit figures, you grow exponentially. And it's a really nice way to do it. Over the over the uh, uh, kind of lockdown period that we had, I explored the creative side of my, uh, the artistic creative side of me, if you like, the drawing side that I haven't kind of tapped into for a little while. And I set up an Etsy store and the Etsy app that I have on my phone, every time there's a sale, it makes an old fashioned cash register sound. And sometimes in the middle of the night, my phone is not in the bedroom, it's in, in this room. Um, so I like wake up and I'm like, what's that noise? Like, oh, that's the cash register. And then I'll go back to sleep and I hear it again. And I'm like, bloody cash register. What the hell? <laughs> Things are like so annoying. And, but wake up in the morning and there's like four or $500 worth of sales there. And, you know, it's, a, it's an empowering thing to know that I'm literally making money while I'm sleeping. I did the work one time, meaning I did the designs once and I put it into a store. I run ads at it. And the cost of the ads versus the, the cost of the products kind of cancels each other out. And I'm, I'm ahead by a significant percentage. Um, and it's a really simple thing to do. And as you say, you know, anybody could do something like that. You know, you don't need to be a designer or, or an artist to actually do that. You can get other people to do those things for you. And I'd encourage people that are listening to this to go out there and make sure that you've got some sort of online product because the online economy is completely insulated from the offline economy. That's what I've discovered. And I've made a lot of money online this year and it's been very successful because online people that are shopping online in the right marketplaces they don't care about what's going on in the economy they've got their credit card in their hand about to put their <laughs> details into your website and give you some money for what it is that you've got so yeah it's good stuff multiple streams of income recurring income and passive income that's uh, excellent excellent yeah. advice well i think just off the back of that rob i think it's that I, what stops people is they think my product is not an online product any product can be an online product any yeah. service can be an online service with a product attached to it you've just got to think a bit more laterally about it not do business the way business has always been done or yeah. your career the way your career has always been done yeah. um, because all of those things are evolving you either evolve or you don't or you, yeah. or you stay static and, and that's how we end up um uh, not in a good place in our lives. Yeah, absolutely. Tell me about um, tell me about purpose because being motivated by a little bit of fear and oh my god, what am I going to do? The cash flow stopped, the business stopped. I was really I had the wind taken out of my sails when everything. I had like four or five speaking events lined up 
um, in in February, and they were paid gigs. And I thought, all right, this year I'm going to do it. You know, I'm going to increase that speaking fee. I'm going to make some money. I'm going to meet some incredible people, and I'm going to have some fun. And I was so unbelievably looking forward to it. And then mm. lockdowns happened, took the wind out of my sails. I was like, ugh. And then I thought, you know, oh, I was excited about doing it because I get to do what it is that I love and get paid incredibly well for it. But then I thought, was I being driven by the wrong thing there? Am I being driven by that money or am I being driven by the fact that I love it? And I couldn't decide. And even now, as I say it to you, I still can't really decide whether it's the money that I liked or the speaking that I liked. And I, and it's, I think it's a 50-50 thing, you know. But the reality is if someone said, hey, can you come and speak at my event? Yeah, all right, no worries, man. My, my fee's 10 grand. And they went, well, we can't pay you 10 grand. I'd probably still go and speak. Maybe I shouldn't say that publicly, but... Yeah. <laughs> Take that back. Take that back. <laughs> but but, but that, I'm not going speaking anywhere for 10 grand anytime soon, you know, because that thing's gone away. Um, but, but I really think that it's important to have a bigger purpose than just money, than a financial motivation. It's really important that you have that. And it's important you get paid what it is that you're worth and you get paid to make a living because everyone has to eat and pay their bills. But if you're driven solely by that, then what you do can be quite soulless at the same time. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And yes, you have to be paid what you're worth. And yes, you have to make a living. Um, but when I started my, my business, Pinstripe Solutions, back in 2001 and Ansett went under, I didn't start it to make money. I started it because people came to me because they needed help. Yeah. And I thought, oh, I can do that. I can help them. I'll charge them a reasonable amount, but I can help them. They are devastated. You know, back then we had uh, hopelessness and suicides, just as we have la had last year in the aviation industry, which is really, really um, devastating for everybody uh, in the industry and, and of course their family and friends. So I didn't start business to make money, even though I needed to support myself. So that care factor has been throughout my working life. In fact, I don't want to run a business that doesn't care about people and relationships. Yeah. Um, so I had to go, all right, I need, I still, I, I still need to show everybody that I care right, about my, my long-term clients and, and aviation. So I off, after learning the, uh, video programs, mm. I thought, hey, we don't just need to use this for high school and high school to hireable. We can use this for aviation as well. Never even thought of that. I'm going to create a free program called the Pilot Transition and Transferable Skills Program to show them what they can do, and I'm going to do it for free. Yeah, nice. And then I ended up charging a little bit because I had to get other people to come in to, to, to help me. But basically, it was worth nothing. Mm. Uh, well, it was worth a lot. I just didn't charge it. You just didn't charge for it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that gave, said to me, okay, there's my purpose as far as my aviation brand is concerned. I'm still giving back. I, I got in bed with the, um, the, the unions and said, what can I do to support what you're doing? And we worked together. So that purpose was chuffing along. But you know, moving forward, I thought, what's my purpose going to be around the education system? Mm. What really matters to me? And there, there were a couple of thing, things. I wish somebody had told me this stuff when I was 16, 17, 18. Um, and the future of our economy is based on how successful our youth are. Yeah. So if I can give them a leg up in a really affordable way, if I can give them a leg up, I'm going to influence the success of our economy and the success of our youth. We also know that, that um, young people will invest in businesses that matter to them, mm. whether it's environmental or social or, or what have you, that matter to them. And I went, well, that matters to me as well. I already do that. So why can't we do both? Why can't we have a purpose that's greater than us, but one that also influences the next generation and supports them? And then let's take it even further. Let's help small business 
create cultures that people want to work for. Mm. And that greater purpose really made me think, we've got something here and made me not give up on it. Because it would have been easy to go, oh, yeah, we've got 20 schools yet. Like, we can just keep doing that. No, we're Mm. trying to actually create a change in a hiring culture to be more inclusive, more based on equality, sustainable for the business, so we don't have so much high staff turnover. Um, So it's a win-win for both sides. So that purpose has really driven Tanya and I. She's got teenagers. She's got an 11-year-old and a 13-year-old, and she's going, I'm doing this for them. Yeah. Doing this for them, and we can do it for everybody else as well. So purpose, a greater purpose, keeps you focused and keeps that passion moving when times do get a bit tough and the money's not rolling in straight away because breaking into a new industry is is difficult. It's hard. Um, and I think without it, without it, that business is just the old school big business model that doesn't care and people are disposable. Yeah. And I don't want to be a part of that and I never have wanted to be a part of that. Um, and um, I recommend it, highly recommend yeah. it for anybody. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's invigorating. One of, the, one of the difficult things about that and having that higher purpose is you, you develop huge amounts of passion for it. And I know what it feels like to be passionate about something and especially a, a work-related thing. You know, you just want to share it with the world and you want to do that. But the most difficult thing there is being able to communicate your message in, in an environment that has a really short attention span. Have you been able to cut through those short attention spans and get to the heart of, you know, to be able to share your passion like you just did there and, and so people really understand what's driving you and what's behind the programs that you've created? Well, doing things like this helps. Um, and, I, and I can recommend um, doing an interview with you to absolutely anybody because you draw out that stuff that sometimes you haven't even articulated for yourself. <laughs> so um, I would recommend that everybody does that to get their message across. And, um, but also to, to clarify your message, mm. to make it really simple. You know, we're here to support small business and to support individuals to have a mutual, mutually beneficial careers and to be able to get those roles that they want. It's very, very clear. Um, if you've got a clear message and you keep repeating that clear message, you have a, um, um, a really, a really great brand that says, this is who I am. Don't be you know, obscure about it. This is who I am. And this is what I do. Don't play games with it. Uh, and you keep going into, and you, you, you've got to focus on marketing as you know, Rob, yeah. 80% of your money should be spent on marketing, getting out there and getting your message out there. But if you don't have consistency, you're not going to be credible. So yeah. if, you, if you're jumping around on, on, on who you are and what you're doing, you're not going to be credible. So we have this new overarching brand that brings in uh, court interview checks, that brings in pinstripe solutions, that brings in the book, The Albino Chameleon, that brings in high school to hireable, that brings in our small to medium um, business model as well. So overarching, we're doing the same thing for all of you. Mm. We're, we're supporting you. Um, and we're, we're trying to, to do more than that as well. So making sure that that is a consistent message, getting out there, having the conversations, taking a risk. You might not be a person who's used to being a front person. Mm. Who's used to be, you know, talking to somebody such as yourself. And you and I, we just love it. We're like, yeah, this is a stage. <laughs> Watch me tap dance onto it. You yeah, know? <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. You might not be that sort of person, but um, you can be. 
you know, when, when Tanya had never done a, a live uh, webinar before to thousands of people, I just told a funny story about her husband, Commando, crawling under her, pretty much naked, underneath her live screen, <laughs> and, and she just laughed her face off. The next minute we were on. Yeah, right. You know, there's nothing you can't do if you just start. So be consistent, be who you are, use what you've got, and make sure that your message is clear. So you have to define your message. And that's one of the things we help people with all the time. Let's define it. Let's take away all the noise and really define it. We've also been through that with a lot of our pilots and our cabin crew who thought they couldn't do anything else but be in an aircraft. Mm. I said, no, of course you can. Here are your transferable skills. So I've got pilots working for the Electoral Commission in New Zealand. I've got cabin crew working in emergency rooms in hospitals. And the doctor thinks they're absolutely amazing. I'm like, yeah, because you can. Yeah. You just didn't know you could. You yeah. could do it. Um, I could talk about this forever, as you know. It's a beautiful reminder. It's a beautiful, it's good stuff. Well, Kirstie, I wanted to talk specifically about what it is that you're doing now. And you touched on a couple of those things there just a moment ago. And I wanted to, first of all, uh, just kind of pull on the thread of high school to hireable. And ladies and gentlemen out there, if you've got teenage kids that are looking to get into their first job, like my son was, uh, immediately I thought, what can I do to help the kid get his first job? So Travis... Uh, had finished year 12 um, and he doesn't want to go to university. He's not really sure what he wants to do. I'm kind of trying to get him into an apprenticeship, but he's not sure if he wants to do that. He's just, he's got a little bit of time. It doesn't matter if he takes a gap year or something like that. That's fine. Uh, but he, but straight away, he went for a job and I was impressed because he said he didn't know what he wanted to do, but he went and got a job as a, he was applying for a job as a lifeguard at Raging Waters at the water park here in Sydney. And I immediately thought of you. I saw your, uh, your stuff in social media and I thought, that's, that's what he needs. Immediately, that's what he needs because even if I helped him, I don't really know how to, I haven't been for a job interview for, no one would <laughs> give me a job for heaven's sake because <laughs> I'm, I'm not employable. <laughs> so I don't really- an entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I've always got a better way of doing something, right? But I should just be go over in the corner and do as I'm told. Um, <laughs> that's probably why I don't have a job. Um, but I, I genuinely didn't know how to help him. And as a result of your program and doing, um, and going through it and watching the videos and doing all those things, um, he got through the interview and subsequently he, he got the job and he's got his first job I think he was out of school for maybe two weeks and then he he went to do his training got his job and he's pumping i think he pumps about 55 to 60 hours a week there they work him like dogs and he's <laughs> he's well they work him like 10 hour shifts or 12 hour shifts as well they start they finish at 9 30 at night and they start them at nine at 10 o'clock in the morning or something like that so they yeah. have lots of breaks and stuff like that and it's a pretty good working environment where they are uh, and it's an easy job, but they spend a lot of time there. So he's, he's pulling in the hours and he's making some money. And I think that's such an important thing for a young person to see his bank account growing and like he doesn't have to rely on anybody. He, you know, gets up, goes to work and, you know, what are you up to today, Trav? And he's, I can't talk that I'm, I'm at work. You know, it's like, cool, that's good stuff. So, you know, the testimonial, the live testimonial here on the podcast from a dad um, to you guys, what you did, worked and there's absolutely no doubt that he was way more confident about going for the interview because he was pretty nervous and Travis is a very reserved sort of character everything all right yep 
you good? Yeah. How's school good? How's everything good? He's just like that quintessential teenage boy that doesn't say anything. But now he's turned 18 and he's a man. He articulates himself a little bit more. He went over that, that barrier of 18 and he talks a little bit more. And I could tell there was some trepidation there. I could tell there was some nerves there. But I know that you put him at ease and, and you guys are partly responsible for getting his headspace right and for him saying all the right things and acquiring that job. So that's a big thank you from a happy dad from me to you. That's a, that's, I couldn't be happier that you helped him to do that. So thank you for that. Well, thank you, Robin. Travis was absolutely uh, delightful to work with. You know, the funny thing is that um, we, we offer real life interview skills like Tanya's a parent, I have steps, kids, et cetera. But do you think that they would take advice from us? Absolutely not. Of course they wouldn't. They're <laughs> not going to take advice from us. Uh, and, and what I find is that, that you know, your, I've met a, a few of your kids and they're all absolutely delightful. Um, but how children are with their parents is not exactly how they're going to be with other people. Yeah. So how Travis was with me was probably quite different than, yep, I'm good. Yeah. No, he was like, he was engaged. He wanted to know more. He was asking questions. Mm. Um, and sometimes you need that third party to help them bring that out. Cause it's not just mum and dad saying I'm good and I can do it. Mm. That third party to bring out that confidence. And that's a big part of what we do. It's not just about skills. We, get, we are giving them skills to go, okay, when this happens, you need to do this. Um, and if you're not sure what to say, here's you go to. Uh, but it's also building up their confidence so that they know that, yeah, I can do this as well from a third party who who um, is not going to um, tell them off at any stage of their life because that's not our job. Uh, but, um, but what Travis did is he did the video program and then he did a one-on-one session with me. Um, because it was all it was all pretty last minute, and we wanted to get them through. So that's and that's what we do as well. If you need us, we're here. Yeah, you know, if you don't stuff. have time to do the video program, we're here because we actually do give a damn about yeah. it about about the kids and about the youth. Um, so thank you for sending him through. It was an absolute delight. And oh, when he was successful, I just was like, I'm reading Tanya. Travis got it. Yeah, <laughs> having a, have a win like every day, you're going to have a win like that. You need a bell in the office to ring the bell. Another one. Another kid I got do, a I job. Do, I do a lot of yelling. I do a lot of yelling. <laughs> And the neighbor's like, what is that? I'm going, that's just another person who got a job. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you should say, no, no, that's every time I make a thousand bucks on the internet. I go, yeah. And they hear that yeah, 50 oh, that, times that, a day. <laughs> that would be good. I think it's just something to, to make really clear there, Rob, is that, that Travis, you know, you sent Travis to me as a one-off, but we have the programs running through schools yeah. um, at a really affordable price for schools so that they can they can give that um, that step up to any student and that it's really affordable for schools to do that. And we've made it that way on purpose. So it's not just available to, to the private schools who've got money to throw at it. No, it needs to be available to everybody and it absolutely is. So you need to ask your careers advisor or your year coordinator. See, I know the language now. You got it. About school language. Um, if they're gonna be running the classes from year 10, 11 and 12. So mm. we go right through those three years. Yeah, good stuff, good stuff. So you've got high school to hireable. That's one of the programs that you guys created and pivoted to. T tell us about some of the other stuff you've got as well. Well, we've got a new university program coming out, but I can't talk too much about it. So we're not just cutting off at 18-year-olds and, and, uh, and teenagers. We're going further because we have university students who uh, don't have uh, a lot of that hands-on experience, and a lot of those practical skills as well. So we're going to be supporting them, and that's a new program that's coming out. And also our small to medium business um, programs. So that's really about... Um, 
creating the culture that you want for your business, the hiring culture that people want to work for you. Mm-hmm. I am turning down CVs all the time because people want to work with us. Uh, I, I feel very privileged to be able to do that in the nicest possible way. Yeah. So we're helping um, SMEs create cultures and be able to articulate their culture and also to identify um, staff who will benefit their organisation and who are the right fit for them. So identifying them is not just about uh, their qualifications and their experience. That's what it's not about. Those are a given. Those mm. are the people you're going to shortlist anyway. It's about the other stuff. It's about their attitude. So we teach small to medium business how to um, find those people, define those people or identify those people much more strongly. So that new program, we're in the middle of developing that at the moment, that new program will be out in February as well. So we're, we're pretty darn busy um, as aviation comes back a little bit as well. Yeah, nice. Is that is that small business one going to be an online program? It's not like a, it's not like HR, is it? It's, it sits in that HR lane, but it's um, it, it's not traditional recruiter no. type stuff, is it? It's more Absolutely consultancy not. type work. Yeah, we're not we're not recruiters, so mm. we, we're coaches. So it is consultancy. So either as as a small to medium business, you can contact us directly to coach one-on-one or in small teams, your management team or your or your HR person, but mostly it's for businesses that don't have a dedicated HR person. So we, we're going to train we're going to train you directly, either one-on-one or in small teams. But off the back of that, a video program will be available that, that schools can, um, sorry, schools. Small businesses. Business. You know where I'm going. <laughs> businesses can also use in their own time for a much lower uh, price point as well so we we have so we've got the the one-on-one now or the small teams now uh, and the the video program is going to be coming uh in february as well so really you can manage it in your own time everybody stretched for time we don't want to add to that we want to make life easier for you Mm, Kirstie I've been lucky enough in the last couple of months to create my own master class and it's a huge amount of work to write write the videos and the content and mm-hmm. it's kind of like writing a book right but i didn't want to write the book because i wanted to have the opportunity to go back and change if i wanted to change something so i didn't write it in a book i wrote it as a as a video based module type course and it was extremely fun to do that and because during the the lockdown period that we had i had this time and i had this huge amount of motivation and i think from memory it took about five weeks end to end and on completion of it I was like, yeah, I did it. It was out there. The video-based course is out there. The content is out there. I'm out in the world, you know, that that's what I stand for is a little bit of legacy is a piece of me in the world there like that in a different way than I'd done before. And it was enormously gratifying and empowering to do. But then on the other side of it, I'm like, okay, what's next? I had like, I've had itchy feet a little bit to go and do something else. And luckily I've got this podcast. So I can do as many of these as I want to as, you know, as often as I want to. I mentioned before, I've done two today already and I've got another one after this. Um, so for today is really cool. So I get that creative output all the time and have these conversations all the time, but that's still with other people. And every now and then I do a little bit of a monologue, which is really creative for me as well. What about you now that you've made it through the high school to hireable programs and you've you've almost finished the small business stuff? Are you feeling like, oh, I'm ready for a break? Or are you like, okay, what's the next one we're doing? And are you ready no, for I'm, more? Yeah, I'm ready for more. And that's why we've got these ones lined up already. And when we've got a shoot date, 
then you've got to be there and you've got to be ready. So that really drives me. Nice. It's like, yes, I, I totally agree with you. You've got, you've got a video program with great content, but there's always more. Yeah. There's always new ideas and you can keep adding to that. And it's funny you use the word masterclass because for high school to hireable, we've got a masterclass version coming out where it's going to have all these added values, such as interviews with uh, other employers about what they look for and how they created their culture, you know, straight from the horse's mouth. So there's always the next thing. I've got another book in me as well. Got another book. Um, <laughs> this time it's going to not take as long. I promise. No, I promise. It won't take as long. It's going to, and it's going to be shorter and a little bit more. It's going to be totally different. But the more you dive into uh, what you love about business and what you love about relationships, the more opportunities that you see. And, and yep, yeah, so there'll, there'll be another book. I don't know if it's going to be the end of this year, but we've got at least three or four new video programs coming out. And then we've got the upgrades to those programs. And we also do, as soon as we're allowed to, we do live events. Nice. So we'll, I'll go in there and tap dance into your school or tap dance into your, um, you know, your boardroom and, uh, and dance the Fandango and deliver our message as soon as I'm allowed to. We've already done a few at the end of last year as things eased a little bit. But like you, I really enjoy that stuff. Yeah. I, I, we, were at, um, we were at a high school out in Campbelltown at the end of last year. And uh, you know, being a Kiwi, I like to throw in a bit of like, you know, a bit of a cousin bro accent. And I was telling a story <laughs> from when I was, you know, with this... Uh, with this chap who was talking to me like that and everyone went, oh, you can't use that accent. You might offend somebody. And I said to the principal, I said, hey, I'm a Kiwi. Surely I can use my own indigenous accent, like bung it on. And he went, hell yes, of course you can. And we had a very high um, Islander population and we had 400 kids in front of us very high islander population there in, in in that 400 kids and they were just cracking up laughing here's this chick just you know doing the, the cuzzy acts i'm going hey bro in the eyebrows and they <laughs> loved it so if you want us to come in and dance and do a bit of a bit of an accent in at your at your business or at your school to help get them ready and get them inspired about the future of work then we'd we'd want to do more of those as soon as we're allowed we're doing more Sounds fun. I, I think I want to come along as well. That sounds fun. <laughs> you, I, you could, I could, I could work with you. You could jump up there and do your thing. I'll go, Rob. What about it? See, relationships works beautifully. Well, Kirsty, we've covered a lot of ground on today's podcast and uh, it's been incredibly invigorating to spend some time with you again. And I can tell that there's some really good energy around what it is that you're doing. So well done for pivoting like you did and, and life gave you some lemons there, but you really did make lemonade. And I wanted to give you the opportunity to, maybe there was something that we missed and you wanted to cover off on or, or some final kind of closing remarks that you wanted to add here for us. Oh gosh, closing remarks. It's just, there's so much that we've covered, isn't there? I, I agree with it. It's been such a privilege to speak to you about it uh, again. I've really enjoyed it. Closing remarks are, I'm going to go back to what I entitled this piece when I was, when I was talking to Tanya about it, and that was use what you've got. Yeah. You are who you are. There are benefits to who you are. You are an individual. Nobody has exactly the same things that you do, whether you're a business or an, or an employee. Um, nobody has that own that about yourself understand how identif to identify who you are or what your culture is what your work style is because with all this remote uh, working as well if you don't understand your work style or your leadership style or how you are in a team it's really hard for other people to understand that so let's get back to 
um, identifying ourselves and articulating who we are as individuals and as businesses so that there's clarity moving forward into the future of work and the future of business. There's clarity about how we work and who we are because that's going to benefit absolutely everybody. Yeah, that's beautifully, beautifully articulated and well done and, and great, great job in pivoting and congratulations. It's, it's working for you. What you're doing is working. So I'm so proud of you as your friend um, and I'm cheering you on from the sidelines. You might not hear from me or, or see me doing that, but every time I see a little bit of you in social media, I'm like, go, 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 because there's nothing <laughs> I like more than seeing somebody else succeed and in the face of adversity as well. So well done. That's really, really great stuff. Kirsty, if people want to connect with you and find out more about your programs what's the best way to do that uh best way to do that well interview sticks uh, interview checks is still developing so at yep. the moment you can go to kirstianferguson.com mm-hmm. you can go to pinstripesolutions.com or you can go to highschooltohireable.com um, all of those websites are live and we're going to have some uh, some lovely free offers for you there as well Excellent, excellent. And make sure, ladies and gentlemen, just take a little peek at your phone and all of the links to those websites are right there so you won't have to go digging around for them. If someone wants to connect with you on social media, what's your, what's your preferred option? Is it Facey, Insta, LinkedIn? Uh, LinkedIn's my preferred option. So it's just uh, Kirsty uh, Ferguson at LinkedIn. Um, or we do have Facebook pages for all of our brands as well. And Instagram is just Kirsty Ann Ferguson as well. And we have High School to Horrible as well. So once you, you'll see that once Interview Checks uh, launches fully, um, that'll be the only place to go. But at, at the moment, that's you, you're going to have to, to you know, choose which one you go to, let's say. Yeah, nice one. Tell me, does Interview Chicks have its own podcast or its own YouTube channel? Are you guys, is that in the works for you guys? Must it be. is in the works. It, yeah. You know, I love this stuff so much. It's definitely in the works. Um, we're just, you know, finishing off the branding right now. We want to get that really right. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and then, yes, you can be expecting a, uh, a podcast later on this year. Excellent. Looking forward to that. Well, if you need a hand with that, yeah, I know somebody, yeah. Do you? Who would that be? Oh, just some random dude that lives in Cronulla. Yeah, I think his name's Rob. <laughs> it would be my pleasure to help you uh, get that set up and, and have a little bit of fun that, with that with you as well. Um, oh, you're amazing. Yeah, what you're doing is uh, really amazing and you're helping a lot of young people like that. So anything that I can do to add value to that and help with that, I'd love to, uh, to offer my services there for you. No, thank you. Good Appreciate stuff. it. All right, as we uh, close out the show today, here, here's your chance for the, the final piece of the final piece of hiring wisdom, the final bit of coaching from Kirsty Ferguson. What have you got for us today? The final bit of coaching is um, be you. There is nobody in the world just like you. So you've got to be you. Uh, if you don't like who you are and what you're doing, then nobody else is going to. So you need to be able to go, this is me, own who you are and be prepared. So be prepared to know how to identify yourself to other, other people. With the elevator pitch is an old fashioned concept. But if you don't have an elevator pitch about who you are, you've only got a few seconds to make that introduction to any new relationship in your life, then people aren't going to get who you are. So um, because all of us are going to have five different careers and 17 different jobs in our lives, Mm -hmm. it's really important to be able to identify who you are to anybody you come across to. So they see the opportunities and you see the opportunities as well. Yeah, that's a beautiful way to close out the podcast. Thank you for those parting sentiments. And thanks again for coming on the show. We look forward to speaking with you soon. It's bye for now. Well, 
there you have it, folks. If you want to connect with today's guest, just take a little peek at your phone and all of the links to their website and socials are right there so you don't have to go poking around in Google for them. I've made it nice and easy, so make sure you reach out and connect with them. If you've got a question, a message, or some feedback for the show, you can reach out to me via the AMA page and share your thoughts and your questions and your feelings there as well. And don't forget, you can ask the guest some questions as well if you've got something for them as well. And don't forget to get your free copy of my best-selling masterclass. It's worth $149 and I'm giving it to you for free. Just head on over to goallin.com.au forward slash referral to find out more. Well, that wraps it up for the show today. So whatever it is that you're working on, whatever you're doing, get busy, get to it and go all in. I'll see you next time. Bathing in the light that you share You like the sun Who am I to think how it be If you were mine I've been walking with my shades on for so long I can't seem to get them back on Cause ooh, how I fell in love Couldn't see it coming best in my stereo I can feel it coming you on my radio All I'm hearing is a song Judge, don't you ever say you're sorry. I don't mind.